Hi! Welcome to the CGB Sports Show podcast, a very sports-adjacent edition today. Jeff Braun and I, in the replay booth, we take a look at Field of Dreams. Why did someone steal a famous soccer player's dog? That's on the podcast. There's a thing Jeff Braun and I do every other Tuesday. We call it the replay booth, where we watch old sports movies and gather our thoughts and talk about them with each other. And since it's the middle of summer, we thought a baseball movie would do Field of Dreams. One of the kind of all-time classic sports movies is Field of Dreams. I had not seen it before. And it is, uh, it's kind of a sports movie. Sports adjacent. It is sports because there's a baseball field, but it's kind of like a They talk a, fantasy. a lot about baseball. They do. It's it's definitely romanticizes baseball, but at the same time, it's also about oh, believing and dreams and your dad. And it's a bonkers fantasy with magic realism and and. They don't explain any of it. Nope. And that's the best part. I love it. If they would, if they made this Field of Dreams today, they would explain how it all worked or whatever. Because it was only an hour 40. Yeah. And the best, one of the best things about it is how they just don't explain it. It's just like these weird fantastical things happen. Mm-hmm. And then, and you just go with it, and you have to, and and the characters just go with it. Yeah. There's like two seconds of like, no, nah, I don't think so. Eh, all right, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing I knew about it was if you build it, he will come. And I didn't realize that. Oh, 15 minutes in, he built it. Yeah, it's already built again. <laughs> a modern day movie. He wouldn't there even have built is. that thing for, for like the first hour. So yeah, I mean, if you've never seen it, it stars Kevin Costner as an Iowa farmer who hears a voice that says, if you build it, he will come. And after a few days, he realizes that just... For like, whatever reason. To, oh, it's about Shoeless to, Joe. To say this out loud makes no sense at all. He realizes that if he builds a baseball diamond in a cornfield, the ghost of Shoeless Joe Jackson, who's been dead for decades, will reappear. And his wife is completely on board with it. She is... She's... It's surprising how on board she is, especially yeah. since the farm is in trouble. Now, that's, I don't know how, many, how deep we want to go into nitpicks, but the amount of corn they lose to make room for the field, that is not going to make or break a farm. No. No. But they treat it it's like it is. It's an enormous farm. They treat it like it is. Anyways. So they just, let's waste some crops, build the field. Everyone will come watch me do it, and everyone's making fun of him for doing it. They think he's an idiot. And then we wait and wait, nothing's happened. He's not coming. And then one day, the daughter, while they're stressed out about money, comes like, there's a guy in your field. <laughs> and it's Shieldless Joe, played by a guy I know only for uh, Stop Smoking ads. Oh, really? Ray Liotta? Yeah. From Goodfellas, too. That's what's funny. He's such a vile gangster in that. Right. That's what most people know him the best as. And and then to see him as like a nice guy. It's in an this. odd choice for the role because yeah. he's apparently he was, never even seen this movie. He didn't like oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. He was, I guess, chosen because they wanted to add some danger, even though Shoeless Joe is some kind of like soft-spoken Southerner in, re, in reality. Oh. He does. He's, he carries some menace with him when you see yeah. him. Yeah. And he, Shoeless Joe is actually bad left-handed in real life. Ray Liotta never played baseball, but he swung right. And eventually they, they gave him some lessons yeah. and he wasn't too bad. And then they go through the movie and then more players show up. And he goes on this kind of quest because he keeps hearing voices. And for some reason, he needs to track down this 
make-believe Terrence Mann, who's not real but kind of based on J.D. Salinger. Yeah, and this is, reclusive writer across right, the country. In Boston, yeah. drives there, takes him to a Fenway Park game. By the way, apparently Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were extras in Fenway Park. I didn't of, see them. Of course they were. <laughs> and suddenly he's on board with it. You got another message, didn't you? You think I'm crazy? I already think you're crazy. What did it say? Said the man's done enough. Leave him alone. Moonlight Graham. And then they go to Minnesota to track down another old timer who the who guy has been dead. The guy who's been dead for twenty years, but he played uh, famously only played half an inning in his pro career. And so, and all these guys, all these ghosts or these reclusive writers, they all got these unresolved issues that uh, this guy's baseball diamond helps resolve. Yeah. And he so makes I their, guess their that's their final what wishes come true in the afterlife. And then they all add up together to help Kevin Costner resolve his unfinished issues with his father who died before he could make amends with him. Right. So, and it's very touching and heartwarming and it's weird it's in a weird. fun way. It's philosophical in a kind of a bananas way, just uh, much like the movie Joe versus the volcano is, but this is much more tug at the heartstrings and that's more of a goofy comedy. And it's weird how, Everyone in his family can see him, but we don't ever see other members of the public except for his brother-in-law, who's trying to help fi- them financially. Who's almost cartoonishly evil. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere, and you sit here and you stare at nothing. And then the daughter almost chokes on a hot dog. Doc be- goes from the 18-year-old to the old version of Doc, saves the daughter, and all of a sudden the brother-in-law can now see the baseball players. Where did they all come from? That was good. I liked also when he walked in front of that pitch, too. Yeah. Because just for a production standpoint with real-life actors, that's a, an actor having to have faith in that guy throwing the ball, and yep. you got to walk like it's not coming, and it gets so close to it. So apparently there was an actual Moonlight Graham, and the people that James Earl Jones' yeah. character was interviewing in the bar were actual people that really knew the real Moonlight Graham who drove from Minnesota up to where they were filming to do those scenes. And Salinger really had... Characters named after the people in this, and this guy, the guy that wrote the book based on Field of Dreams, was W. P. Kinsella, a Canadian, and the guy uh, Kevin Costner's Ray Kinsella. So mm-hmm. it's a weird mix of well, what's real and what's imagined. And, and what's said, "If based you use my something. likeness in this film, I will sue." Yeah, he <laughs> you go. He didn't like uh, James Earl Jones starts off cranky, but then gets nice. But Salinger just never got nice. He just say cranky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so apparently, so and apparently uh, James Earl Jones actually hates baseball. Oh, really? In real life, he yeah, doesn't there like you go. Well, we're not paying him to like it, just to be an actor. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has ruled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. Baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. It's such a mixed bag of weird and different stuff, but I find it's it's so well written. It like it this movie should not work at all. Right. And it flows together in such a nice way that it's it's really one of it's becoming one of my favorite movies, mm. period. Because I like I was on the verge of crying almost through the whole thing, which is huh. weirdly though, not when he plays Catch with his dad at the end. Everyone says that's when that gets him. And I'm by then I think my but brain you, is already you, off it's of this. So thing. you see it's coming so far away yeah. that it maybe doesn't hit you as close to home. I got another nitpick. Okay. Uh when James Earl Jones decides, Yes, I will come on your journey with you, let's go to Minnesota. 
uh, he doesn't pack a bag or nothing. He just gets in the van and they start driving. Mystical quest. Let's just go. Come on. You got to pack a change of clothes. <laughs> How's your uh, Kevin Costner man crush going? It's good. Yeah. Well, the movies like this are helping it increase. I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on Costner now. And it's good. It's fun when you don't watch a guy's movies for like 30 years and it's like, ah, now I got like six awesome movies I've never seen before that I can get into. So this was actually all shot in Iowa. A couple of guys farms. One of the guys decided to just plant corn again. The other one turned it into a tourist destination. Sold it for five and a half million about eight years ago. Only made money off the souvenir shop. People could come play baseball. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think Iowa has a whole lot of other tourism thing. Tourism things going. No, it's Iowa. That was good. I like that. Uh, and the dad of the actor who played Ray Kinsella's father at the end there, his yeah. his dad actually had died just before filming he basically drove from the funeral to iowa to shoot that part of the emotion in that scene from him he said was based on the fact that his dad had just died hey dad you want to have a catch i'd like that that makes sense I guess construction of the field was a bit of a problem for them because there was a drought in Iowa, so they had to irrigate the hell out of the corn, and then it grew too fast and grew too <laughs> tall for Kevin Costner, oh, yeah. and then the field dried up, and they had to paint it green. That's tricky. That's things you never think about when you look at that. It's like, oh, they had to like, plan out the farming of this. Well, yeah, especially, well, would they just put Costner up on a box end to yeah. send? Because it looks good that it's higher than those other guys when they're walking into it, right? ghosting themselves at the end of every game or whatever. And so cool. was that that James Earl Jones character just dying at the end? What was, did he just, who knows? Was that they don't explain anything. <laughs> it's just, it's just, like, that's it. It's, it's, it's kind of about nostalgia. Easing his pain. And, the the yeah. voice had eases his pain and that's what does it, I guess. And this is nostalgia and there's memories <laughs> and there's, it's. There is something for everyone in that movie. Like it should be easy for you and whatever your personal life is to Bend this movie to your will that it fits whatever you're looking for. And I think that's the magic of the movie. And I think that's why people say it's the romanticism of baseball, but it's also the vendetta against the banning of Shoeless Joe. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I if you did you do a deep dive into Shoeless Joe to see how well, much I've of that eight, I've seen eight men out and apparently this it came out the same year, I think is Yeah, like just months apart. That's so weird when that happens. Unplanned probably. Uh there's also a lot of Industrial espionage in Hollywood. Plus, okay. those executives switch jobs like nothing. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So overall, you you quite like this. I really like this. I every time I watch it, I like it more. I've only seen it twice, but I've seen it <laughs> twice in the last two months. And okay. It, yeah. It's it's it will be going into the permanent collection once I can find a I have six dollar Blu-ray. Yeah. I have like a that. a hard time suspending disbelief with movies. That's oh, just well, my this one isn't my rational thing. brain. I have yeah. a hard time because everything about this movie is silly, and the wife is just constantly like. Yeah, go for it. You heard the voices. We got to do this. She had the same dream as him. Yeah, that's and he great. was right the first time. So why not? But then, and then the Terrence Mann had the the voices, and we hear the things too. And yeah, it. Yeah, like you said, it's probably better that they didn't explain anything because then you could just go transport yourself into this world for yep. an hour forty five. No rules, and you come out of it and you're like, oh, cool, baseball. Let's go. Let's go watch a game. <laughs> I really like the best scene is probably the most fun scene is when he's trying to convince James Earl Jones. In mm. his apartment, and to the reason why go to the ball game with him. And that I was guess funny. that character was written with Jones in mind because he thought it'd be funny for Ray Kinsella to try to kidnap this large man. <laughs> and there you go. It's your finger. No, it's not. It's my gun. Show it to me. I'm not going to show you my gun. Crowbar. You're a pacifist. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, five corn cobs out of five for Field of Dreams. Okay, I'll give it uh, seven 
comically undersized ancient ball gloves out of 10. Because <laughs> they are so small. They were weird looking. I've never, ever been tempted to break into someone's house, apartment, etc. What would compel you to do that? Being a bad person, mainly? And if you don't know who Daniel Sturridge is, that means you're not a big fan of soccer. Played for Liverpool last season. He's from England. Posted a video on his Instagram account last night showing the aftermath of an apparent burglary of his Los Angeles home. And apparently, they took off with not just valued possessions, but a loved one as well. Listen, somebody's broken to the house in LA, took my dog from the house. Listen, whoever knows who broke into my crib, I'll pay you anything. I'm dead serious. I want to know what's went on. I want to know why they've took my dog. I want to know why they've took bags from upstairs. Something's got to check. Like, how can you break into a house in LA and take somebody's dog? Are you crazy? You've come into a house to take a dog. Yo, somebody please find my dog. I'll pay anything. I'm dead serious. I want my dog back, man. What kind of person steals a dog? What's wrong with you? What a loser. And this dog is... Oh, there's the picture. Oh, no. He's so, he's so cute. Named Lucci. Pomeranian. He has an Instagram account. And he's wearing a muscle shirt. It's a little... Little dog wearing a little shirt. So I guess in theory someone might take the dog and then think, think it's so pretty they'll try to, you know, ransom note it to this rich soccer player. But did this person know that that soccer player lived in this place and had that dog there? Maybe. But why do people suck so much? Why is the world filled with evil people? recently tweeted out sizable reward will be paid someone please help stolen from West Hollywood last night 1130 and it's just this photo of a beautiful dog smiling and we will probably have more sympathy for the dog and Daniel Sturridge than we would if a human was the victim of a crime of just a burglary because a we care a lot about animals maybe more so than other humans sometimes and that's a bit of a fault perhaps but you don't take a dog if you're gonna break into my apartment and let's say i had a cat because that'll happen eventually take my tv i can replace that take my laptop i can replace that take my microwave i got some questions but sure take it But if you take a living, breathing thing that you not just invest money in, but you invest all kinds of emotional energy. What is wrong with you? You have to, I don't know, be a psychopath. You Maybe you think, oh, this dog is pretty. I want this dog as my dog. It ain't your dog. That dog is not your dog. It will know that it's not your dog and it will never love you because He's got a master already. It's Daniel Sturridge. He's a soccer player, but he's also a lover of a dog. I know the dog isn't in Winnipeg. It's somewhere in LA, but come on. I will, by the way, 
Keep you posted. We get an update, hopefully. I will tell you tomorrow on the show, if it happens, that Daniel Sturge got his dog back, and hopefully it all works out in the end. Hopefully there's a happy ending to this story. Tune into the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?